Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 801. Today on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix that takes place July 7th through the 15th, featuring a week of automotive fun, including races, car shows, black tie galas, the Cortile with an Italian focus, and much, much more. To learn more about this fantastic event, go to pvgp.org or cortilepittsburgh.org. I would encourage everyone to take a look at the Grand Prix site. Keep in mind that we are a charity event, and everybody comes here, and it's like the Grand Canyon. You're seeing it for the first time. They're just like, wow. And you've got to keep in mind, we do this all for charity. We have a blast. We have racing. We have car shows. It's all about the cars. But at the end of the day, we're raising money for charity. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Bernie Martin. Hey, Bernie, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am buckled up and ready for a fun ride, and we're going to do this uh, Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix in July. So, yes, I'm definitely strapped in for this year. All right, cool. Bernie Martin is the founder and president of Rapid Production Marketing in Pittsburgh. It's a branding and consulting agency that develops strategies and tactical implementation. A longtime resident of Pittsburgh, Bernie has combined his passion for cars and in 2009 created the Cortile in conjunction with the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix Week. The Cortile takes place at the Bob O'Connor Golf Course at Shenley Park. It's a unique car show as it's one of the few events during the race week managed by the PVGP Association. Most of the other car mark shows are managed by the individual car clubs. As the managing director of the event, Bernie and his team bring a wide range of Italian mark cars to this very special show with this year's highlight being Alfa Romeo. So, Bernie, I have told our listeners just a tiny bit about you and your events. Would you take a moment to share a little bit more about your career and, of course, your obvious passion for automobiles? Yes. Well, it's the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix, the Cortile Italian Car Show, is just one of the 17 shows that occur on race weekend over what's evolved into be about a 13-day series of events, days of events, each one of them unique and different. And the Cortile is featuring Alfa Romeo this year. And the Grand Prix also selects a mark of the year. And the mark of the year this year for the Pittsburgh Grand Prix is Camaro. And we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Camaro. Uh, and that gets interesting because selecting the mark of the year, people will come back to us and say, the Camaro is really a model and not a mark. So we use the term a bit more loosely in different years. We featured Mustangs in the past, and then certainly marks like Jaguar and BMW and, and Fiat uh, in the past. Mm-hmm. But this year is Camaro, and within each of those 17 individual car shows on race weekend while we're racing around city streets, a lot of those individual shows, whether it be Porsche or Audi or Subaru or the British car show, um, they're selecting their own individual focus models or marks as well. Very cool, very cool. You know what's amazing to me about this event is 
how long it is and how many things are going on. When I spoke to Bernie before we recorded this show, oh my gosh, it was overwhelming. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. It's so you can make a whole giant week long plus vacation of going to Pittsburgh and enjoying all these events. And we're going to learn a lot more about everything you're involved in as we continue on your journey. But first, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So, Bernie, take the wheel. Oh, you're going to like this because I, uh, my background's in manufacturing and metal cutting specifically. Uh, with lays and mills, and so I'm constantly saying to people, go faster. Obviously, it's very well into the automotive world. Just a bit, yeah. <laughs> How have you incorporated that into what you guys are doing there? Obviously, the vintage racing event's all about going faster, but putting on events of this magnitude, boy, sometimes you got to slow down a little bit and figure everything out, but how have you incorporated that mantra into what you're doing there with the Cortile and the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix? Ah, well... The first thing that you should know is the Grand Prix is made up of about eleven to 1,200 volunteers annually. It's our 35th year. Wow. And we couldn't do it without everybody participating. We're a charity event. This is not a for-profit event. We're one of the first people that was raising money for autism with the Autism Society of Pittsburgh 35 years ago. And we've continued to do that since. At the Pittsburgh Community Grand Prix, I think we're always looking to enhance the event. And that's why it's grown to so many days. It started, you know, just with a race weekend around the city with going to the mayor and saying, hey, we'd like to do a little bit of a parade through the city. And uh, needless to say, we were going faster than he anticipated. And after the first lap of the first race, the mayor was there and he said, this is a race, <laughs> yeah. but I'm OK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just grown from there. Um, it's just grown to a multi-day event and we have a track weekend for the stuff that's really too fast for the city the weekend before at the Pittsburgh International Race Complex. So each year, each one of the car shows, each one of the events is going faster and picking up momentum as we grow. We've introduced a, a, uh, uh, basically a hangar party this year. So we're incorporating airplanes into it for the first time. Uh, we've got a nice grouping of events there. Oh, yeah. It just sounds absolutely spectacular. Well, let's go back in time a little bit and talk about you. Would you share a story with me that instigated your personal passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you look back when you realize that you were indeed a car guy? Oh, you had told me that question in advance and that I had to ponder that. I'm like, <laughs> when was that point? Yeah. And it's early childhood. Um, Heidelberg Raceway which was one of the original NASCAR tracks, was just up the street from me. So on Thursday nights, you could hear races from your house two, three miles away. And I think just the car racing and cars got in the blood. My father was an independent owner, truck driver, and had his own truck. So I grew up around equipment and cars and everything else. So it was just kind of there. It existed I was part of it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Nothing like sitting on the porch and listening to race cars in the distance to get your blood flowing if you're a car fan for sure. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure. Putting on events of this magnitude, 
Oh man, there's a lot of moving parts and especially when you're dealing with lots of volunteers, a lots of bureaucracy with things that have to be done, rules, regulations and so forth, locations. So take us to a point in time that you faced a massive career challenge. Could be with your business before, but it could be with this event. Walk us through it, but more importantly, tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum to move everything forward in a positive way. Well, it was interesting. Um, I originally had talked to Dan El Bianco, our executive director, trying to pull together a rally from Pittsburgh to Erie to Cleveland and back down through Akron at Goodyear and this stuff. And it was uh, between the IRL race, which used to be in Cleveland, and the Grand Prix. And Dan said, you've got some interesting ideas. We should have lunch. We had lunch, and he said, what would you change about the Grand Prix? And I said, well, we need an Italian car show. How can we be a vintage race without Ferraris? How can we have not really have a good Italian display? And he said, well, come up with a list. And I made, I don't know, seven pages of bullet points. And uh, <laughs> he came back to me and he said, this is pretty good. Uh, why don't you implement it? Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, now go do it. <laughs> yeah, so that was... 2007, 2008, we were the all-Italian mark of the year. And at the end of that event, uh, on that Sunday afternoon, he came over to me and goes, this was great. People really loved it. What, do you want to do mark of the year next year? And I said, no, I think we've talked about it. And I think we're going to create an Italian car show, mm-hmm. but not where it's currently located. And we isolated a lot of the problems of why people weren't coming. And so we I said, let's drive up on the hill. And there was an unused hill on the 18 holes of golf course. And there was a golf club up there, private golf club. And I said, we're going to do it in that building. We'll be in a building. We'll overlook everything. I'm not going to have to worry about mud if it rains because we're on top of the hill now. And the Cortile was born. Hmm. And it's funny, Sean Kunkel, who's our head of operations just for the Italian show, told me a few years ago, he said, you know, when we came up there on the golf course and you were talking about this, he goes, we all thought you were nuts. (laughs) because <laughs> it just wasn't going to be possible. But it's been a, a challenge, certainly, and everything that goes wrong is something that comes out of the blue. Yeah. It's worked for several years. It's, you know, it, it, everything's going smoothly, and you place one horse incorrectly, <laughs> and the dam breaks. <laughs> the Cavallino. Nice pun there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, well, I can't imagine all the challenges that come with putting on these kinds of events. Well, actually, I can because I've been involved in some of them, and ah, there's so many moving parts. But uh, from what I hear, and I've not had the pleasure of being able to attend your event, but what I hear from people who have say it's absolutely fantastico, as we say in Italian. So bravo to you and your team, and it certainly takes a team for sure. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a aha moment when it comes to these events. You talked about that a little bit with looking up on the hill and saying that's where we need to go, but tell us what your aha moment was about the Cortile and the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix. The aha moment for the Cortile, I suspect, came a few years ago because we we don't have a car club in the area. We don't have a local dealer until this year with Alfa Romeo's new dealership here, Ron Lewis. And, uh, the aha moment came when things started working without me knowing about it. It was like, okay, this really does work. We're successful. There's people that are interested in coming. You know, we were in the Ferrari market letter and got some really, really nice compliments about this was the place to come in mm. the future. Nice. 
it kind of put us on the map because we weren't there before. And again, it was just looking around and taking a deep breath at one point, the sweat pouring off your head going, everything's working. <laughs> that was the aha moment. Absolutely. And tell our listeners a little bit about where the name came from so that those of us who are challenged in our Italian language guild, Cortile, where did that come from? How did he come up with it? What does that mean? Ah, uh, well, now don't laugh, but <laughs> sorry, you're going to have a whole series of Ferraris, which is a prancing horse, and Lamborghinis. Where do bulls and horses hang out except in barnyards? Mm. So in coming up with the name, I Googled, with it's Google Translate, barnyards. And Cortile came up, but actually the primary meaning is courtyard, and it's like, wow, courtyard makes sense because of the clubhouse and because of the ground. So Cortile is really courtyard. Awesome. Perfect. I love it. Well, let's talk about a proudest moment when it comes to this event. I would assume you've had many because I'm sure the first year you stood back and went, wow, we pulled it off. And then you did it again and again. So share with us a really proud moment about this event for you. Wow, you're throwing me. <laughs> well, I would assume, like I said, there's so many because of how happy you make people, people that show up and go, wow, finally there's Italian cars at this event. That's pretty cool. But also those folks that have them. So I'm sure there was many proud moments for you and your team. So I, I suppose some of the proudest moments have been all incremental. When we created the Cortile Cup, when Wayne Long came to me and said, we need to judge some stuff here and we need to make this different from another concourse type event. And let's not be a concourse. We encourage driving cars. So the feel of this event is different than other concourse. The judges, there's no formal judging, but the judges tend to look at cars like, well, you drove it, you did it yourself. That's not to say that they're not looking at things saying, look, your 308 has a European drill and it's not correct to the year or basically the VIN number for where it came into the U.S. But each one of those individual Things that we've done with the creation of, you know, sometimes we'll have a Friday night dinner and some speakers. We're finding little things each year to improve the event. And next year, uh, we've got some interesting plans in the works to do something really special and kind of, once again, reach outside the box. Very cool. Uh, to tie into what's going to happen with BMW next year's mark of the year. Because oh. there's a whole Italian tie into that. So. We're working on that. All right. I look forward to that. Well, again, let's go back in time and have a little bit of fun. I'd love for you to share with us your first really special car and maybe a memory you have about that vehicle. Hmm. Um, I came back from my freshman year of college. I did very well. And my parents said, we bought a vehicle for you. And we pulled in and there was a 1978 Dodge Ram Charger sitting there. And I was like, that's awesome. And he says, but it needs some work. And I started looking at the vehicle and saying, wait a second, where did you buy this? <laughs> and, like, I know the guy who owned this. I've seen this buried basically up to the steering wheel in water. Uh-oh. <laughs> so when we, when we took off the roof, the sidewalls fell apart, the rear, basically the rear fell open, and the tailgate fell off. Oh, gosh. And you could stand in it like a Fred Flintstone mobile. So that summer... My father and I rebuilt the truck. We put quarter-inch plate stainless in the bottom of the floor and completely redid the truck. Wow. So that was a great father-son project. For me, it's a wonderful memory. 
Yeah, absolutely. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've owned in your life that you let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? No. No. I don't. <laughs> Lucky you. Because I have it. Oh. I have it. I wa- uh, I uh, watched the development of this Toyota uh, SJ Cruiser for about three, four years and kind of followed it because, remember, I'm in manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And I bought number 396. I ordered it. And this is the first vehicle I've said I'm never getting rid of. Wow. So it's still in the garage. Lucky you. Well, you're one of the few that have been on the show that has the car they really want. So kudos to you for being a wise guy to hang on to that. Well, I guess it's a truck. There are cars I want. Well, we're going to get to the want part of this talk in a few minutes, so hold that thought if you would, but let's talk about today and tomorrow. Coming up here in July is this fantastic event, many, many events, the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix, the Cortile. So tell us and tell our listeners what has you so excited and fired up about what they could expect if they're fortunate enough to be there for this event. Well, again, it's a multi-day event, so it culminates on race weekend on the 15th and 16th of July. And we've got the only race that we're aware of on city streets in North America that's been going on for 35 years. So everything's up to about the pre, pre-70s is about as fast as we can go. That's surrounded by 18 holes of golf course, 17 car shows, all segmented by Mark. So, yes, I have the Italian area with Maserati and Lamborghini and Alfa Romeo and Ferrari and Lancia. The list goes on. Bangalini's we got here. We also, but then we've got British car days with, you know, four or 500 cars. You've got 150 minis coming in in a parade. You've got a BMW area with 250 cars or so, a Volkswagen area, an Audi area, a Porsche area, a Mercedes area. So you can see a little bit of everything. You'll see concourse level cars. You will see daily drivers. Well, I don't want to say daily drivers in the sense of that. If you consider a 30- or 40-year-old car a daily driver that people still enjoy. <laughs> but they're not museum pieces. Cars were made to be driven. We encourage driving. Building up to that, the weekend before, we, as I mentioned earlier, we have pit race, which is for the stuff that's a lot faster than Shenley. So it's a, it's a nice road course. And that's the whole weekend before. And then we have a Walnut Street car show, which is an invitational that you won't really see those cars anywhere else during the week. Uh, it's about 120 cars, and we block off a uh, street in the city. Very nice street. And uh, Tuesday, we have a car cruise. The car cruise is about 600 to 700 cruisers. Whoa. And that's more of the Amer- American event. Um, Wednesday, we do a parade into the city of Pittsburgh. And we end up with several car shows there downtown from 10 until 2 p.m., both at like U.S. Steel Building, USX Plaza, and PPG Place. It's, it's Pittsburgh Plate Glass, and they have uh, what looks like a mirrored castle of a building. Oh, my gosh. It's right in the middle of that. So the views are really great where that's at. Wednesday evening, we closed down Roberto Clemente Bridge, which is right next to the Pittsburgh Pirate Stadium. Mm-hmm. And that becomes an exotic and race car show. And uh, the society pages in Pittsburgh rank us as the top one or two party of the year. Wow. On Wednesday. Thursday, we have a countryside tour. that goes up and Pittsburgh is the largest city in Appalachia. Uh, not a lot of people realize that. So we're somewhat mountainous. 
And so we have a countryside tour up into the Laurel Highlands. Thursday evening, we have the Passport to Elegance, which is our Jet Center show, the hangar party I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. And on Friday, we have the Forbes Avenue of Speed. And what that is, is that we typically get you know, 150 to 170 racers in for the weekend, depending on the race groups and all that. And uh, those racers will leave the paddock and take a ride up, and we do a little reception for the race drivers, and it ends up being a race car show on Friday evening. Now, what I haven't included is I haven't included the rally that happens before that. I haven't included, which is uh, July 5th this year. I haven't included the... Uh, event at the Pittsburgh International Auto Show, the Red Carpet Gala, which happens in February. And that's where we do our check presentation to the charities. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's sponsored by the Automobile Dealers Association here. So we do stuff throughout the year. It's wow. almost to the point where we've got something going on in some way every month. Every month. But July is certainly the time for cars in Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, you talk about car week in Monterey, Pebble Beach. This is car week in Pittsburgh for sure. Oh my gosh, absolutely spectacular. For anyone who loves cars, I think Pittsburgh is the place to be July 7th through the 15th. Ah, sounds like a spectacular spectacular event. I love it. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Bernie. If you were a car, what kind of car would Bernie be and why? A Hilux. A Toyota Hilux. <laughs> okay. I'm not that surprised at that answer. It feels like sometimes uh, you just take the beating and go on. <laughs> <laughs> that makes if sense. If you've seen that Top Gear episode on the Hilux, you'll know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, especially if you're putting on events like this with so many moving parts. So very, very nice. I think you're the first Hilux here on Cars. Yeah. So I like that. Well, Bernie, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kid spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. 
Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. Okay, Bernie, we are back, and we're entering the last lap since we're talking about racing, vintage racing. You know what that means. The white flag's out. Time to put our foot into it. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you ever received? The best automotive advice I ever received and I heard later actually originated in a flea market in high school. I bought a record album, and I paid a little bit more than I thought because I went to the next stall. I collected vinyl. Mm-hmm. And the guy says, well, was it worth it at the time? And I said, yeah. And it's interesting when I go to concours events or I go to auctions and people will say, I think I overpaid for it. It's like, but it was worth it to you at the time. So if it has that emotional value to you, if it, it was worth it then, it's worth it now. Nice. Nice way to think about it. That way you won't have that buyer's remorse pop up in your mind afterwards. Right. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your successes over the years? Um, balance. I think that you've got to have a work and life balance. I think that you've got to have a charitable piece where you give back things. And then tempo. I think you've got to maintain that tempo and everything starts to feed off of each other. Absolutely. Great advice. Now, how about a resource? I know there's lots of great resources out there today, but is there one or maybe two that you'd like to share? A resource? Well, I would encourage people, if they're not familiar with the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix, to take a look at the PDGP website. There's over 400 pages. There is a ton of information that we share on social media. And if I haven't mentioned it, I'm the social media director for the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix as well. There you go. So we we have so much crowdsourced information. Uh, it's amazing if you go on Instagram and just look at the PDGP hashtag. Uh, there's so many special cars, so many things that you'll see that it's almost difficult to say where do you begin because <laughs> yes. um, we, we've had we've had Bill Ebert came by who was with the Ferrari Club and he walked around because I've never been here before. Oh my God, this is amazing. I see so many things. The best place to see that is either live or website and our social feed. Sorry, that was more than a blip. That was more like two laps. (laughs) That's okay. I'll take two laps, and I'll remind our listeners that I'll have links to all of these great resources on Bernie Shono's page on the Cars Yeah website. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field, living or deceased, who would it be? Oh, that's actually two people. Okay. Eddie Rickenbacker. Oh. Eddie Rickenbacker. Yeah. And Tazio Nuvolari. Oh, some guys from the past. Yeah, you've got to repeat, you know. But, I mean, you, you bring in motorcycles, you bring in airplanes. It's all racing. It's all about going faster. And each one of them were leaders in the things that they did. Oh, yeah. Boy. But not a lot of people who know there they are. Well, that would be an amazing afternoon or evening, that's for sure, having those two guys at your table with you. Ugh, that would be fantastic. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you'd like to share with the Cars yeah listeners? Yes. Um, Issa Revolta, The Men in the Machine. It's, uh, I think it's Winfellow, mm-hmm. the author. Yes. Um, I'm halfway through the book. I borrowed it from a friend, and I actually was just talking to uh, – uh, the Revoltas, Renzo, this past week, saying, I need this book. <laughs> so 
I'm working on finishing it, but it's an incredible story of just everything from post-World War II, not only where scooters came from, um, but the Izetta, the BMW Izetta. Uh, it's just a, a wonderful story of a company and a family that's touched a lot of motoring, and that includes boats and scooters and cars, certainly, and racing. Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. People after my own heart there. And actually, the uh, author of that book, Winston Goodfellow, has been a guest here on Cars, yeah. So very interesting oh, guy. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find links to all these great resources on Bernie's show notes page at the Cars, yeah website. Just go to carsyeah.com slash Bernie Martin or type Bernie in the search bar and that page will pop up with all these great links. I would encourage you to enjoy those. And there's another great place on the Cars, yeah website called Guest Recommended Books where this book by past Cars, yeah guest guest winston goodfellow and books by the past 800 guests are listed for quick easy clicks to buy it's a fantastic resource on the cars yeah website all right we are up to the checkered flag bernie and this last question can be a bit of a doozy today i'm going to buy you any cool collector car to take to your cortile event that you would like anything in the world it doesn't have to be italian if you want something different but money is no object today here on cars yeah what would that vehicle be and more importantly why there's a Joe Walsh song. I'll start with that. <laughs> I love Joe Walsh. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a '73 Maserati Bora. Oh, I've loved the design since. Uh, I just love the lines on the car. I love the way the pedal box is adjustable. I love the seating. I love that it's mid-engine. If I had to pick one, and remember, I want something I can drive, not look at. Yeah. Um, that would be the car, and I would put miles on it, and people would yell at me, but I would drive it. <laughs> I would cheer you on if you did that. You know, you're the first guest out of 801 guests, plus guests, actually, that chose that car. And I'm kind of surprised because it is an awesome driver's car. I had a, a friend that I run into every year during Car Week who drives his Maserati to that event, his Bora. Ah, he just loves that car. His name's Mark as well, and uh, fantastic car. What color would you like your Bora to be? Uh, a Rosso. Oh, okay. uh, certainly a red, <laughs> yeah, but more of a blood red, not the bright red. Right, right. Absolutely. Well, we'll get to work on that for you. Make sure we find the right color, the right car for you, so you can jump in that car and have some fun. Awesome. Well, Bernie, you have taken us on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories, and I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Would you offer us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that 73 Maserati Bora? I would encourage everyone to take a look at the Grand Prix site. Keep in mind that we are a charity event, and everybody comes here, and it's like the Grand Canyon. You're seeing it for the first time. They're just like, wow. And you've got to keep in mind, we do this all for charity. We have a blast. We have racing. We have car shows. It's all about the cars. But at the end of the day, we're raising money for charity. And I would encourage anybody to take a look at the website or the Cortile website. The Cortile has its own website, and uh, we've got a lot of information in the backstory on a lot of the Italian marks, and we try to update the news feed monthly. Uh, so quite a bit of information there. Oh, it's overwhelming the amount of information that's there. Uh, you'll, you might as well get a nice glass of Italian wine and sit back one evening and go through these 400 plus pages of all this information. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. And tell our listeners the, the two websites for the events, the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix website and the Cortile website. What are those? Okay. 
So the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix website is very easy to remember. It's the first letter of each word. So it's P-B-G-P, for Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix.org. And the Cortile website is Cortile Pittsburgh. And Cortile is C-O-R-T-I-L-E. And Pittsburgh has an H on the end. Uh, so it's CortilePittsburgh.org. Absolutely. And two T's in that Pittsburgh, too. So make sure you find that site. But you know what? I'm going to put links on Bernie Shono's page here at the Cars yeah website. So I'll make it really easy. Just come to CarsYag.com. You can click on these. We'll have links to every way that you can find out about these events. And if you're going to be anywhere near Pittsburgh, July 7th through the 15th, you have got to check these events out. Absolutely spectacular, fun way to spend a summer around a lot of cool people and a lot of cool cars for a very cool cause. Bernie, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your amazing automotive experiences with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you at the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix and Cortile. Hey, thank you so much for hosting us. Next year, we need to get you out to Pittsburgh to see this event. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.